Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. Welcome back. This is the Close It Now HVAC Sales Training Podcast. My name is Sam Wakefield, coming to you from Austin, Texas, the land of tacos, barbecue, and live music capital of the world. And we know a little bit about air conditioning down here in Texas. Well, actually, I also spent the first decade of my career at the other end of the state where we know a lot about winter as well. If you didn't know, Texas gets a lot of snow in the top part of the state. So yeah, that's something that uh, little known fact about the state, it's so big. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about when is the right time to suggest a system replacement. I know we've got a lot of uh, listeners who are technicians or they do uh, installers or even one-man shops. You, you, you do the sales, you do the service, you do the install, you do it all. Uh, so all different sizes of organizations that listen. <clears throat> so the question has come up several times to me recently. When is the right time to suggest a system replacement? And I want to hear from you. Uh, you, you can connect, email me at sam at samwakefield.com or also connect with us in the Close It Now Facebook group. It's a Close It Now HVAC Sales Training Facebook group. Join the community and uh, let's, have the, let's keep this conversation going. So several answers came up in the, in fact, in that Facebook group that uh, were kind of interesting. There's some crazy formulas that I came across of if the cost of the repair is a third of the price of the total system or if the, you know, the system is over X amount of years and multiply that by the cost of the repair and all these, all these crazy things. And there, you know, years ago, Bryant had come out with a, a really cool repair versus replace questionnaire that you could actually take the homeowner through. Uh, for the first part of my career, I was a, a Bryant dealer. So I uh, was familiar with that. But really, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it, it, all of that doesn't necessarily matter because there's an underlying principle that we're missing. If we only go off of the age of the system or the condition of the system or you know what's the cost of the repair, um, <clears throat> how many repairs are needed, multiply that by the age, all these things, we're missing the biggest element because who is the system going to write you a check for to replace itself? Is the system the one 
that's going to fill out the financing paperwork? Are they the one that's going to say, yeah, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and replace me with a nice variable speed unit? No, that has nothing to do with it. At the end of the day, it all depends on the homeowner. It depends on the consumer because we know people write checks for what they want, not what they need. I'm going to say that again because it's very, very crucial that you get this concept because with this concept, we'll unlock the whole world of sales for you, especially, especially in the in-home HVAC sales industry. People will write checks for what they want, not what they need. People buy what they want, not what they need. So with that being said, there's lots, and I did a video about this in the group, in the Facebook group as well. But there, I've been in houses that certain situations, maybe the system was 10, 12, 13, 15, 18 years old, and it needed a couple repairs. And if you follow the, the, you know, calculate it with the age of the system, all this other stuff, you know, that may have been time to suggest a replacement, but listening to the homeowner and knowing the, cir- the situation, the circumstance, you know, a raise that said, you know what, maybe you want to consider it. And the situation did not call for a system replacement. The system was running really well just needed a couple repairs and because of the homeowner's situation it was not the right time for them to do a system replacement now at the same time I've been in houses that were literally brand new you know a year old two years old and we've we went out there because the call the the way the lead came in was you know it's this multi-story house and these rooms aren't cold these rooms aren't keeping up there you know there's all kind of temperature imbalance uh, what can you do for us well we, through listening to what the client wants listening to their needs and going through the questionnaire you know if you don't have a specific set of questions that are directed to uncover the concerns of the consumer, the concerns of the homeowner, then you really need to develop one. In fact, I'm working on one right now that's gonna be my free download for you guys. So I, as soon as I have that, have that finished, I'll make it available to you because it's gonna be my gift to you because you've got to have a questionnaire of, of specific questions going through the common concerns in the house. And not only that, use it. Use it every time and and ask the right questions, the uncover, the unpeel the onion, so to speak, questions. And when you do that, the homeowner is going to tell you their, all of their big concerns and what they really, really want from you. And so by asking the right questions, asking about, okay, you've lived in this house for you know, several months, you've experienced the summertime or you've experienced the wintertime, but in this situation, it was the summertime. So what, uh, what would you like the house to feel like? What would you, how would you like to be able to control the temperatures in the house? Or what areas are warmer than others when some of the house is cool? And so 
through that conversation, even though they had bought the house a year, you know, it was a brand new system and all practical purposes, if I was strictly a technician out there, diagnosed the equipment, it was perfectly fine. It was running as designed. Now, it wasn't performing the way the homeowner wanted it to. And that's the crucial key here because we all know, say a brand new house is gonna have the very basic builder grade system. It's also going to be put in by, unfortunately, as we all know, that uh, a lot of times the subcontractors that work for a home builder aren't necessarily the sharpest knives in the drawer. Raise your hand if you can feel me on that one. So there was a handful of things that, while not technically wrong, could be a lot better. So the homeowner, basically, they, they said, you know what, we don't like the way this system operates. We understand that when we bought this house, there were gonna be a handful of things that were uh, just kind of basic level, but we're not the type of people who stay with that kind of basic level. When we buy cars, we don't buy the cheapest one. When we take vacations, we don't take the cheapest trip. So the same thing here, because they, through this conversation, they began to understand that the largest energy consumer in that they own in their entire life is their heating and air system. And also that's the one thing that directly determines their comfort in the most hours of their day and night. And so they said, our sleep is important to us. We wanna be comfortable. So what we did is we, we pulled that system out and it was a, you know, of course, single stage builder grade with conventional zoning, which is, and I'm very passionate about this, that is a horrible design that was never intended to happen. But I digress. So what we did is we pulled that out and installed, I think the total was like 18,500 or something for this, you know, for this house. Something like that for a, a variable speed zone system. It might've been a little more, a variable speed zone system that they are the most ecstatic clients, uh, you know, in the top five maybe of the most excited clients I've ever had. Uh, you know, in fact, anytime I run into them or see them, they're, you know, tell me years later, man, that's, that's still so comfortable. Thanks so much, you know, and they, they just love it. And the, the end of the day though, they were happy to write that check and happy for us to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish because it wasn't about is the system running right it wasn't about is it broken it wasn't about you know is the cost of the repair versus it wasn't about any of that it was about you people write checks for what they want not what they need and that is the that is such a such a crucial crucial thing to understand so with any of your it, you know your home visits when you when you're out on a call when you're out on a lead have questions prepared that way you don't have to and ask the same questions every time that way you don't have to think about the questions you don't have to think about what you're going to say or the system or the steps you're going to take to go through it what you're focusing on is their response 
you're focusing on their concerns and their hot buttons and how to get them to share more of what their concerns are. And that, you know, and, and so we're gonna take a super quick break and change gears here. So with uncovering those needs, this the way to get to the deeper level of what their concerns are is just start asking the second and third layer questions. So instead of just having, you uh, say, asking a question like, okay, in the, uh, in the summer, when some rooms are cool, are there others that are warmer? And they say, oh, okay, yeah, it's uh, this corner bedroom, this kid's bedrooms, or our master bedroom, or wherever it is. And just stopping there and moving on and making that and moving on and say, oh, okay. And here's the deeper level question is, tell me more about that. How so? What do you mean? Can you describe it? Or this is even better when they, especially if they start to get really excited about something that is, uh, you know, the husband, the, the, the spouse, the wife, whoever, they get excited about telling you, you start to see that energy rise with, oh, our master bedroom is always hot. Okay, when is it hot? Oh, it's hot at night, it's hot during this season. You know what, can you, can you take me there? Go to that room, go put them in the situation because situational awareness will start to, by putting them back in that space, back in that environment, get away from the kitchen table, get away from the living room, go there. Say, okay, show me. What are the vents like? What is the condition of the room? Do you sleep with the door open or closed? Start asking these questions. And with that, you're gonna see the second that you put them in that environment is the minute that now their memories are gonna to start to trigger into remembering what it's like when they're experiencing it being uncomfortable. So that's just gonna drive their emotions to solve that problem higher and higher. And their energy and their, their motivation to solve that problem higher and higher. So, because we know that people make decisions on two things, logic and emotion. And if you don't believe this, read some psychology of sales because it's, this is 100% true. Logic, it, so if a, a sale, if a buying decision is a car, logic is the steering wheel that points it in the right direction but emotion is the gas pedal. Emotion is what the foot on the gas pedal is to may actually make it drive forward. It's actually going to get them to take action and take action now to close it now to solve their problems. Because they can un you can explain all the details of you know how and why this is the greatest system since sliced bread and you know all these thousand of duck duct runs we're going to put in this room and returns and you know all the indoor air quality so you can explain all the details all of the facts and the figures and that's the logic and they're going to sit and say yep i understand yep i understand it sure okay yep i get it but until you get some emotion behind it they're not going to take action with the energy that it takes to 
say, yes, let's go ahead and fix it and let's fix it now because I'm tired of sleeping in this hot room. I'm tired of experiencing what I'm currently experiencing and I can see how your solution is going to take me to the place that I want to be. So in the next, in the next podcast, we're going to talk about building the gap. But, uh, and that's, uh, so a little sneak peek, that's recognizing where someone is, showing them where they can go, and widening that gap. So we're going to talk about that a lot deeper. But that's it. You've got to get the emotions involved, and that's done by asking the right questions, and then, you know, describing what life can be like if you make the changes. And so that, uh, that's the podcast for today. This is, let's see, this is, we're getting into June in uh, the summertime here. I, uh, let me know where you're listening to from around the world. This podcast has gone global. We're in six countries in the world now. So thank you for listening. I'm truly grateful. Again, you can email me at sam at samwakefield.com. In fact, go to samwakefield.com and get connected with me. And join the Close It Now Facebook group and join the community. We're building a community of sales professionals for the HVAC industry that dominates your marketplace. My idea of competition is that competition's doors are closed. There is no such thing as competition because we know winners look at the finish line and losers look at finner, that losers look at winners. And we are winners. And so that is our goal is to close every sale that is closable. Because we know we don't want every sale either. So if you show me someone with a 100% close rate, I will show you someone who is not getting in front of enough people because we don't want every single sale. We want the best sales. And we want most of them, of course, but uh, we are here to provide solutions, to solve people's problems, and get paid dramatically for it. So again, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear some of your comments and feedbacks. What are some topics that you want me to cover? Uh, what are some questions that you have about in-home sales? Is it the process? Is it closing? Is it the psychology? Is it personal growth? And uh, also, drop me a line. Let me know what books you're reading, what podcasts you're listening to, uh, what are you doing to grow yourself every single day? Because remember, you have to be someone worth buying from. Are you that person that people will buy from? So improve yourself and increase your level of person and you will find that the level of people who buy from you also increases at the same time. So Sam Wakefield signing off. This is the Close It Now podcast. I will talk to you again soon. All right, welcome back. This is the Close It Now HVAC Sales Training Podcast. My name is Sam Wakefield, coming to you from Austin, Texas, the land of tacos, barbecue, and live music capital of the world. And we know a little bit about air conditioning down here in Texas. Well, actually, I also spent the first decade of my career 
at the other end of the state where we know a lot about winter as well. If you didn't know, Texas gets a lot of snow in the top part of the state. So yeah, that's something that a uh, little known fact about the state, it's so big. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about when is the right time to suggest a system replacement. I know we've got a lot of uh, listeners who are technicians or they do uh, installers or even one-man shops. You, you, you do the sales, you do the service, you do the install, you do it all. Uh, so all different sizes of organizations that listen. <clears throat> so the question has come up uh, several times to me recently. When is the right time to suggest a system replacement? And I want to hear from you. Uh, you, you can connect, uh, email me at sam at samwakefield.com or also connect with us in the Close It Now Facebook group. It's a Close It Now HVAC Sales Training Facebook group. Join the community and uh, let's, have the, let's keep this conversation going. So several answers came up in the, in fact, in that Facebook group that uh, were kind of interesting. There's some crazy formulas that I came across of if the cost of the repair is a third of the price of the total system, or if the you know the system is over X amount of years, and multiply that by the cost of the repair, and all these all these crazy things. And there, you know, years ago, Bryant had come out with a a really cool repair versus replace questionnaire that you could actually take the homeowner through. Uh, for the first part of my career, I was a, a Bryant dealer. So I was familiar with that. But really, at the end of the day, it, it all of that doesn't necessarily matter because there's an underlying principle that we're missing. If we only go off of the age of the system or the condition of the system or, you know, what's the cost of the repair, um, how many repairs are needed, multiply that by the age, all these things, we're missing the biggest element. Because who, is the system gonna write you a check for, to replace itself? Is the system the one that's gonna f fill out the financing paperwork? Are they the one that's gonna say, yeah, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and replace me with a nice variable speed unit? No. It has nothing to do with it. At the end of the day, it all depends on the homeowner. It depends on the consumer. Because we know people write checks for what they want, not what they need. I'm gonna say that again because it's very, very crucial that you get this concept. Because with this concept, we'll unlock the whole world of sales for you especially, especially in the in-home HVAC sales industry. People will write checks for what they want, not what they need. People buy what they want, not what they need. So with that being said, there's lots, and I did a video about this in the group, in the Facebook group as well. But there, I've been in houses that certain situations Maybe the system was 10, 12, 13, 15, 18 years old, and it needed a couple repairs. And if you follow the, 
the, you know, calculate it with the age of the system, all this other stuff, you know, that may have been time to suggest a replacement, but listening to the homeowner and knowing the, cir- the situation, the circumstance, you know, a raise that said, you know what, maybe you want to consider it. And the situation did not call for a system replacement. The system was running really well, just needed a couple repairs. And because of the homeowner's situation, it was not the right time for them to do a system replacement. Now, at the same time, I've been in houses that were literally brand new, you know, a year old, two years old. And we've, we went out there because the call, the, the way the lead came in was, you know, it's this multi-story house and these rooms aren't cold, these rooms aren't keeping up, they're, you know, there's all kind of temperature imbalance. Uh, what can you do for us? Well, we, through listening to what the client wants, listening to their needs and going through the questionnaire. You know, if you don't have a specific set of questions that are directed to uncover the concerns of the consumer, the concerns of the homeowner, then you really need to develop one. In fact, I'm working on one right now that's gonna be my free download for you guys. So I, as soon as I have that, have that finished, I'll make it available to you because it's gonna be my gift to you because you've got to have a questionnaire of, of specific questions going through the common concerns in the house. And not only that, use it. Use it every time and, and ask the right questions, the uncover, the unpeel the onion, so to speak, questions. And when you do that, the homeowner's gonna tell you they're all of their big concerns and what they really, really want from you. And so by asking the right questions, asking about, okay, you've lived in this house for you know several months, you've experienced the summertime or you've experienced the wintertime, but in this situation, it was the summertime. I said, what, uh, what would you like the house to feel like? What would you, how would you like to be able to control the temperatures in the house? Or what areas are warmer than others when some of the house is cool? And so through that conversation, even though they had bought the house a year, you know, it was a brand new system and all practical purposes, if I was strictly a technician out there, diagnose the equipment, it was perfectly fine. It was running as designed. Now, it wasn't performing the way the homeowner wanted it to, and that's the crucial key here. Because we all know, say a brand new house is gonna have the very basic builder grade system. It's also going to be put in by, unfortunately, as we all know, that a lot of times the subcontractors that work for a home builder aren't necessarily the sharpest knives in the drawer. Raise your hand if you can feel me on that one. So there was a handful of things that, while not technically wrong, could be a lot better. So the homeowner, basically, they, they said, you know what, we don't like the way this system operates. We understand that when we bought this house, there were gonna be a handful of things that were uh, ba- just kind of basic level, but we're not the type of people who stay with that 
kind of basic level. When we buy cars, we don't buy the cheapest one. When we take vacations, we don't take the cheapest trip. So same thing here, because they, through this conversation, they began to understand that the largest energy consumer in that they own in their entire life is their heating and air system. And also that's the one thing that directly determines their comfort in the most hours of their day and night. And so they said, our sleep is important to us. We want to be comfortable. So what we did is we, we pulled that system out and it was a, you know, of course, single stage builder grade with conventional zoning, which is, and I'm very passionate about this. That is a horrible design that was never intended to happen, but I digress. So what we did is we pulled that out and installed, I think the total was like 18,500 or something for this, you know, for this house, something like that for a, a variable speed zone system. It might've been a little more, a variable speed zone system that they are the most ecstatic clients, uh, you know, in the top five maybe of the most excited clients I've ever had. Uh, you know, in fact, anytime I run into them or see them, they're, you know, tell me years later, man, that's, that's still so comfortable. Thanks so much, you know, and they, they just love it. And the, the end of the day though, they were happy to write that check and happy for us to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish because it wasn't about is the system running right? It wasn't about, is it broken? It wasn't about, you know, is the cost of the repair versus it wasn't about any of that. It was about you people write checks for what they want, not what they need. And that is the, that is such a, such a crucial, crucial thing to understand. So with any of your, it, you know, your home visits, when you, when you're out on a call, when you're out on a lead, have questions prepared. That way you don't have to, and ask the same questions every time. That way you don't have to think about the questions. You don't have to think about what you're going to say or the system or the steps you're going to take to go through it. What you're focusing on is their response. You're focusing on their concerns and their hot buttons and how to get them to share more of what their concerns are. And that, you know, and, and so we're going to take a super quick break and change gears here. So with uncovering those needs, this the way to get to the deeper level of what their concerns are is just start asking the second and third layer questions. So instead of just having, uh, you say, asking a question like, okay, in the, uh, in the summer, when some rooms are cool, are there others that are warmer? And they say, oh, okay, yeah, it's uh, this corner bedroom, this kid's bedrooms, or our master bedroom, or wherever it is. And just stopping there and moving on and making that move on and say, oh, okay. And here's the deeper level question is, tell me more about that. How so? What do you mean? Can you describe it? Or this is even better when they, especially if they start to get really excited about something that is, uh, you know, the husband, the, the, the spouse, the wife, whoever, 
they get excited about telling you, you start to see that energy rise with, oh, our master bedroom is always hot. Okay, when is it hot? Oh, it's hot at night, it's hot during this season. You know what, can you, can you take me there? Go to that room, go put them in the situation because situational awareness will start to, though, by putting them back in that space, back in that environment, get away from the kitchen table, get away from the living room, go there. Say, okay, show me. What are the vents like? What is the condition of the room? Do you sleep with the door open or closed? Start asking these questions. And with that, you're gonna see the second that you put them in that environment is the minute that now their memories are gonna start to trigger into remembering what it's like when they're experiencing it being uncomfortable. So that's just gonna drive their emotions to solve that problem higher and higher. And their energy and their, their motivation to solve that problem higher and higher. So, because we know that people make decisions on two things, logic and emotion. And if you don't believe this, read some psychology of sales because it's, this is 100% true. Logic, it, so if a, a sale, if a buying decision is a car, logic is the steering wheel that points it in the right direction but emotion is the gas pedal. Emotion is what the foot on the gas pedal is to may actually make it drive forward. It's actually going to get them to take action and take action now to close it now to solve their problems. Because they can un you can explain all the details of you know, how and why this is the greatest system since sliced bread and you know, all these thousand of duck, duck runs we're gonna put in this room and returns and you know, all the indoor air quality. So you can explain all the details, all of the facts and the figures, and that's the logic. And they're gonna sit and say, yep, I understand. Yep, I understand it, sure, okay, yep, I get it. But until you get some emotion behind it, they're not gonna take action with the energy that it takes to say, yes, let's go ahead and fix it and let's fix it now because I'm tired of sleeping in this hot room. I'm tired of experiencing what I'm currently experiencing and I can see how your solution is gonna take me to the place that I want to be. So in the next, in the next podcast, we're gonna talk about building the gap but, uh, and that's, uh, so a little sneak peek, that's recognizing where someone is, showing them where they can go, and widening that gap. So we're gonna talk about that a lot deeper. But that's it, you've gotta get the emotions involved, and that's done by asking the right questions, and then, you know, describing what life can be like if you make the changes. And so that, uh, that's the podcast for today. This is, let's see, this is, we're getting into June in uh, the summertime here. I, uh, let me know where you're listening to from around the world. This podcast has gone global. We're in six countries in the world now. So thank you for listening. I'm truly grateful. Again, you can email me at sam at samwakefield.com. In fact, go to samwakefield.com and get connected with me and join the Close It Now 
Facebook group and join the community. We're building a community of sales professionals for the HVAC industry that dominates your marketplace. My idea of competition is that competition's doors are closed. There is no such thing as competition because we know winners look at the finish line and losers look at finner, that losers look at winners and we are winners. And so that is our goal is to close every sale that is closable because we know we don't want every sale either. So if you show me someone with a 100% close rate, I will show you someone who is not getting in front of enough people because we don't want every single sale. We want the best sales. And we want most of them, of course, but uh, we are here to provide solutions, to solve people's problems, and get paid dramatically for it. So again, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear some of your comments and feedbacks. What are some topics that you want me to cover? Uh, what are some questions that you have about in-home sales? Is it the process? Is it closing? Is it the psychology? Is it personal growth? And uh, also, drop me a line. Let me know what books you're reading, what podcasts you're listening to, uh, what are you doing to grow yourself every single day? Because remember, you have to be someone worth buying from. Are you that person that people will buy from? So improve yourself and increase your level of person and you will find that the level of people who buy from you also increases at the same time. So Sam Wakefield signing off. This is the Close It Now podcast. I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.